Hi everybody and welcome to Music Seeds, the music that made us. I'm your host, Johnny. This is a music episode for the first half. And then the second half we get into some good conversation about the state of the world. This is with my good friend Reese Argo of Mr. Argo Podcast and JT Money of being Mr. Awesome JT Money. This was done on my vacation back in June. A lot of things have gone on since then, just so you know. In the conversation, we talk a little bit about PJ shows, Pearl Jam, Lollapalooza, and dive into that, which was supposed to be the majority of what our conversation was going to be about. We got a little squirreled and went on to some different directions. We go down the rabbit hole of TV shows and soundtracks and some really good TV shows that we enjoy. We briefly mention Red Hot Chili Peppers, who, ironically enough, played last night here in Denver. Amazing show, visuals. It rained quite a bit, which we needed the rain, so that was a plus. From what I saw, though, it was a great show, and um, hoping to catch them when they come back through again. I've been, actually, to quite a bit of shows in the last month or so. I've seen Jack White, which was one of the best shows I think I've seen. Definitely one of my top ten shows of all time. He was on my bucket list, so I was kind of impartial to all that. Very good show. Great stage presence. Just an amazing guitarist. I enjoyed it so much. And uh, he actually dropped an album this past week, a brand new album, Entering Heaven Alive, with some really, really good material on it. Some of the tracks I recommend highly on there is If I Die Tomorrow, Queen of the Bees, All Along the Way. There's so many good songs on here, actually. Check it out if you get a chance. The new Jack White entering Heaven Alive. Plus, if you get a chance, see him if he comes through your neck of the woods. Another show I was able to check out here in the Boulder area was the Dead & Company show. Wow. Wow, wow. Um, just amazing. Great vibes from the audience. One of the best crowd audience shows you can go to is seeing anybody related up to the uh, Grateful Dead. Whether it's um, Bob Weir or... Phil and company, or anybody for that matter. But The Dead and Company was a really good show. John Mayer, amazing guitarist. Overall, the band was really good. Had a great time. Lost a friend for a few minutes, meaning that he disappeared throughout the entire show. <laughs> and we found him after the show. Overall, though, it was a really good time, and I recommend seeing them whenever you get a chance. Um, then uh, a few weeks later, I got to see Pussifer here at the Mission Ballroom. Pussifer is uh, Maynard from Tool's band. Wow. Um, just blown away. This was one of these shows where you were not allowed to bring your camera or phone out for the show. He did let us, though, for the last song or two, bring out the phone and uh, record some stuff. What a great show, though. What a very artistic show. And um, I was familiar with them, but not up to the extent until after I saw them for that show. So if you get a chance, check them out for sure. And then uh, a week after that, I went and saw the um, Airborne Toxic event. One of my good friends' favorite bands. Um, I can see why now after seeing them. Very good live presence. Great show. Had a really good time with them. So there's the first few shows I've been going to um, so far this year. So this would be like, I think, number six or seven for the year for me so far. And uh, now I'm going to be going to see here within the next uh, week or two. I'm going to be seeing Primus at Red Rocks with Ween for the South Park 30th anniversary of South Park the movie, which I'm looking very forward to seeing Matt Stone and Trey Parker there for that. Also, just being at Red Rocks again and seeing Primus. Then I will be seeing The Killers. Um, the Killers are going to be coming out here to the Denver area. And then, of course, Pearl Jam will be out here, here in September. There will be some stuff filled in during those times that I want to go to. This is kind of like one of those, you'll know it when I know it kind of things. Please go out and see some live music. It's been such a great summer for it. The weather has been pretty freaking warm, but we can't complain if we're out there seeing some really good shows. Also, I want to let you know that this show and the other show, Narrative Perspective, have been streaming really well. Um... I have been tripling my digits, and I am just thankful for the audience that I'm gaining. So if you uh, want to get a hold of me at the end of this podcast, I will have the areas in which you can get a hold of me. 
I also had some interviews getting set up here in the near future with some up-and-coming artists, which I hope you will check out. Otherwise, folks, uh, I do hope you enjoy this uh, episode. This is part one of the Mr. Argo and JT Money revisit, and I hope you enjoy. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host, and you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us. Yeah, they don't have an opener here listed yet, so I don't know. The one time I was walking, I was like, oh, hey, these guys are opening. They're doing like an anniversary tour. Yeah, but for none of, none of this. Like, they're doing like Chicago, L.A., and New York, I think. They're doing mm-hmm. like album shows with the rest of it. It'll just be yeah. kind of a thing, like... Which is okay. I mean, like, if I really wanted to hear, like, my favorite album played in its entirety, but, like, that's... Uh-huh. What is this? So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I mean, be sad I mean, about they're it. They're a great... But, but, I mean, but it'd be like, you get to see Pearl Jam and they're playing, uh, like, Yield. Yeah. You'd love to go see that, but, like, you'd be all right just with, like, not hearing Yield in its entirety. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I'm still getting a good show, but, like, if they said, like, hey, Chicago's getting Yield, but Moline's getting nothing. They don't get, like, a no-code show again. Yeah. They just, like, you like... <laughs> You almost no. like I want to go to Chicago because like I'd love well, to see them do like a start to finish. You, yes. you, get, you guys know that Moline was one of the luckiest shows ever. So yeah. I mean, well for Paul McCartney too, just the fact that yeah. we could book a show. That's what I'm saying. Getting shows like that, like people going to them, kind of I mm-hmm. think helps us get yeah more than just like the country and like the washed up '80s bands playing. Well, or yeah, classic rock. You know, I mean, didn't they have Elton John here too? Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, those are huge yeah. names. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's nothing to sneeze at. Well, that's you just had somebody big. Um, Santana came. Yeah, yeah. How was that, by the way? It was good. You enjoyed it a lot? Yeah, kind of a weird way they paced the show. Because, I mean, they literally play, like, the history of him. So it's like, he's playing, like, Oyo Como like, second song in the set. Yeah. So it's like, oh. and he's kind of like, so it's kind of weird. I mean, <clears throat> so, like, that, that song came to here, like, you're hearing it in a second. But, I mean, it was it was good. It was just a really sterile kind of show, like, friends of mine kind of kind yeah. of. I mean, it's like. You know, like, he had everything timed to the minute, like, he was playing. He's like, still one of the best guitarists ever, though, yeah. for his style, especially. Yeah, but it wasn't, like, it was just so well-oiled. Like, I mean, it, it, looked, yeah. it looked like it was organic, but, like, having been enough conscious, I know, like, it was just, like, it was yeah. just another day. It was office. good for yeah. the area, though, I have to admit, yeah. to get that yeah, name... See, Art, the, big the, name artist there. Yeah, probably not be, like, the oldest guy at the concert anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. well, I mean, same thing I saw The Offspring two weeks ago. Like, it was another one of those things where you go in, it's like, okay, now there's people my age here. I mean, there's some younger ones, but it's like, it was pretty much, like, 35 mm-hmm. to 55 was, like, the age demographic in that yeah. room. So that was... How was the set list for that? Good. I mean, it was, like, all the hits. I mean, they played... Mm-hmm. They're one of those bands that play the same set list every night, but it's like... Mm-hmm. I, like... I haven't followed much, obviously, since high school and all that, but, like, they... <clears throat> every song you play, you pretty much had heard on the radio, so it wasn't... Yeah. Did they fly in for that, or did they have tour buses? I didn't see one of the building. I, well, Dexter's, like, a licensed player. That's, so that's what I'm saying, like... I think they, they probably just tour. Maybe they hit, like, Chicago, <laughs> and then they would go to, like, wherever they're going. I think they play, like, Minneapolis or something yeah. last night, so, like... They might fly in, get on the bus, and then the bus follows, does whatever, but... That's one of the great things about Quad Cities, though. It is a stop. It can be a stop for a lot of these bands, you mm-hmm. know? You know, now with the casinos and stuff, being able to play shows and comedy acts and things like that. But then, they, then when they have not booking a Chicago date, but they play Moline, people are bitching. Like, when Pearl Jam play, booked the play, I'm sure people were complaining, like, why don't we get a Chicago show? It's yeah. like... We get everything. They'll, they'll well, be all right. Chicago well, gets everything. It's just like, you know, I'm glad you brought that up. But before we go any further, I am really happy to say I'm glad to see uh, Mr. JT Money again and Mr. Reese Argo. Flew in town for the week for my niece's uh, graduation party, and um, these are the conversations I miss, man. <laughs> I have a few friends back home that I can do this with, and we're going to plan on doing that. I did one with uh, Jeremy McCree where we sat down and talked about a lot of different music, but uh, really great to be back and to see you guys. Yes. Yes. Same. But Pearl Jam, like that, we were just talking about that, and that's the thing is that there's people complaining, even though these shows were supposed to be last... Two, two summers ago, yeah. and then they started getting going, and everybody was excited and blah, blah, but yet you see the, when are you going to play here? When are you going to play here? And it's like, come on, man. Just let them do their thing, man. You know, mm. And then they got to do their thing, and then they had to shut it down because Matt Matt Cameron got sick, and then uh, then Jeff got sick, yeah. and which really shut it down because Matt got sick, and then they had uh, Dave Cruson play with them, which I thought was really awesome. And Josh awesome. Klinghoffer. Yes. Yeah, and... Couple other people too. Now the new member of uh, Pearl Jam, the what is that seven now? Josh Klinghoffer is now the seventh member. 
yeah. yeah. He's, he's playing guitar during the show, yeah. so yeah, and drums here, like like here and there, mm-hmm. but. And then you had your special guest people getting on stage up there. The kid. Going, I'm like, yeah, they looked at dream. Yeah, that's awesome. Talk about just being mind blown, being able to do something like that, man. Well, the one of the uh, kids I've seen, he's from California. He something knows Valley. His daughter, Eddie Vedder's oh. daughter, and supposedly like she had texted him or whatever, like, hey, you know, you want to audition? They need a drummer for tonight or something. So he like skipped school at that point. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to have audition, and sure enough, yeah, they pull him out of the crowd, and he starts playing. I'm like, that's awesome. That's a that's a dream. Mind mind blowing, dude. I thought that was one of the coolest things you could possibly do. You know, it's yeah. just we're gonna have, let the show go on, and we're gonna do something that we don't normally do. And and it's not like they were like, let's play Last Kiss or something. Like they play mm-hmm. like Minor Manners. So it's just like mm-hmm. high intent. Like yeah, I know what you're doing. You know. Oh hell yeah! I thought that was cool. Everything I've read, though, I mean, did you read a lot about it, too? Just, like, the how great the shows were yeah, and, like, the energy that, yeah. level. And mm-hmm. the set list alone were just amazing, I saw. And yeah. Me and you were messaging each other back and forth, on, I think, on one of them. Yeah, I think they opened up, like, Rockin' in the Free World with one of them or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was, like, a song they never play, yeah. except for the encore they opened the encore, up with. Encore, yeah. But I think they did it to kind of get, like, just uh, the alternate drummers kind of comfortable with playing. You really don't want to throw mm-hmm. them into playing one of your songs if they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Get out there and go out with a, you know, go in with a bang. You yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know that Eddie did his Hawaii shows and stuff like that with with the band, the Ohana Festival, and um, his daughter came out too and sang and everything, which I thought was really cool. He's, you know, she's really shy from what I hear, but I think that's really cool. That he, you know, did that with her. And well, I love seeing that, like especially with the the Foo Fighters, you know, and yeah. the people on stage. I th- I think that's so cool because they're at another tier now. Yeah. You know they're. It's more for the fan experience, you know. Mm-hmm. They're yeah, they they're still creating music and stuff, but they've yeah. done so many live shows. It's like I love seeing that where it, they're already engaged with the crowd, but they have you know fans either come up on stage or get them. You know that I, don't yeah. know, I think it pumps the crowd up too. Well, and I think it's a good thing for kids to see that you know that you know anybody can do this, you know, and it's you okay. know it's a, you know like I said a family affair, but I like seeing Dave and and uh, Eddie and even. Uh, Chris's daughter um, does stuff too. Mm-hmm. Um, Tony Cornell is that her name or is that his wife's name? I can't always get the two. Of them. I think it's his daughter. Yeah, Tony. I was actually I heard something on the way uh, to go see my mom today that popped up in my shuffle, and it's great to have live music back. And actually, I was talking to Reese about this before you showed up, JT. And I kind of we delved into live concerts. Just I, you have to make decisions at what you want to go to now. It's like. Okay, I gotta really go to this one, really go to this one. So that's what I'm doing. I'm like knocking off my bucket list: Jack White, The Killers, mm. you know, just people I really have wanted to see live. But then having to turn down people too, like I told you earlier, Reese was Van Morrison. You know, I wanted to go see Van Morrison because he was in my top five on my bucket list. But I was like, I am not gonna spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars that's to see the thing, somebody. Yeah, the cost you know? is going up for just yeah. everything. You know, mm-hmm. I think it was like, of course, it's all these fees, but I think it was something like. 70 or 80 to go see The Offspring on like a $45 ticket I ended up paying like 30 or 35 in fees. Yeah. So, yeah. If you which, get, is, which is Live Nation. Yeah, for you. Well, they own like it, everything in Chicago now. Look into it further though. Um, John Oliver, you know, he's got his show on HBO. He actually did a segment on... Yeah, I think I remember seeing that. How they, and it blew my mind that the artists, some of the artists know what they're doing. They're involved in it. Like, they sell these deals. tickets to the second run selling companies it seem like there's demand for it exactly and then they're making even more money off these tickets well they're doing like vip meet and greets for like literally mm-hmm. might just get like 10 second pictures like there's no band yeah. in the world i love enough that would pay like a hundred dollars just to have my photo taken plus having yeah. to pay the ticket to go to the concert yeah nobody yeah maybe paul McCartney. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe paul mccartney uh, like, like, like jack white it's like yeah i can just yeah, okay. take a picture of Jack White from the front of the state from the audience, and mm-hmm. I'd be all right. I wouldn't need to pay a hundred dollars. Be like, shake his hand, be like, "Hey, I like your music." And then you have like a Reese, you have a John, you have like a line of people to move. Now it's not like you get like a one-on-one time. You literally get your picture, mm-hmm. pat on the back, and that's it. It's like, yeah, and I understand it helps supplement income since they they're paying, yeah, crews things like that. But at the same time, it's like well, we we had talked about uh, I don't know how many podcasts ago, but how after the pandemic is going to get over, how it's going to get insane, and we're going to have to make the choices. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're running Ironic to. as hell, man. It's just, now I'm, Now it's like, everybody's going to go on tour because they just lost revenue for two yeah. years. So it's like, 
But there's but, but see then the other thing on the other side of this too is that I've noticed being in Denver is that there was bands that weren't touring before and it's like it kind of awakened them like wow this could be it man this rejuvenated yeah yeah, yeah they're like we we could be you know we need to do shows because we may not be around much longer anyways because that's the other thing too we're seeing we're seeing people just drop off we saw the drummer of yes we saw um Martin Gore. Martin, no, not Martin Gore. Gore uh, Andrew Fletcher Andrew from Fletcher. Depeche Mode. Mm -hmm. And that's just in the last week or two. And there's been, like, I've seen consistently every month, it seems like there's somebody that's, you know, moving on. And, like, the cult I told you about were going to be there. Bauhaus was going to be there. Um, Tears of Fears were there over the weekend. There's a lot of these 80s bands that you, I'm seeing come through, and I'm, like, blowing my mind. I'm like, it's really cool, you know. Like, they're all doing these, you know, get back together, and let's go out and, you know, and tour. And... And even like a good friend of mine um, had a band that she's been wanting to see for a really long time, and the band escapes me now. <laughs> um, it'll come back to me, but um, it's nice just to see these these artists coming back out and doing their thing, and because you never know what's going to happen, man, you really don't. And uh, yeah, see them while you can, right? But the big thing that we're here uh, that I talked about with you guys through text message that I wanted to talk about just because. Mr. JT has a lot of history with this, and I have the first four or five years, and I can't believe it's 30 years now. 31, I think. Yeah, 31, because last year was 30, because 91 was the first yeah. show. Yeah. With the exception of, like... But they're celebrating the, the Yeah, the, the 30th. Thing. I mean, they, they had yeah. a shutdown between, like, 98 and 2003. Mm -hmm. No, 2003, did they have a couple of them, or did they... I don't remember there being anything. I remember that at leaving and then coming back because I was living in Denver at the time, and that's when I saw Audio Slave. And... Yeah, they thought they had in two thousand three, right? They mm -hmm. had like a one year revival. They equipped they since two thousand five, with the exception of the one year. It's yeah. been in Chicago at Grant Park. So. Yeah, which was smart of them to do. I don't know whose idea that was, but to definitely make it one location was the smartest thing they could have ever done. I think it might have been Perry Farrell. I think at that time he had a higher controlling interest and I think it's owned by like mm -hmm. Live Nation or like another one of those like like C3 Entertainment like they do like Bonnaroo I think Austin City Limits they're, they're all pretty much the same company now running it mm -hmm. that first year seeing uh, you, you gotta understand I was was I 17 yeah I was I, I just turned 17 that summer in 91 right? in 91 and World Music Theater was what it was called at that point. Now it's um, uh, Hollywood Amphitheater. Yeah, yeah. it yeah. was the Tweeter Center when I was in high school, growing up in the Chicago area. Mm -hmm. So but it was the world up until like the ninety four, ninety five, and then mm -hmm. so. And it was one of the go to theaters at that time around the yeah. whole area. Now there's so many things you can go to that. I remember listening to Jane's Addiction. Being there was this girl when I was in middle school that listened to them before I went into high school. And uh, I remember seeing their shirts and stuff with the girl, you know, the, na the naked girls or whatever, you know, and it's like, who the hell is this Jane's fiction, you know? And I got into them through her and she was really, like it was part of my alternative, like we called them the new wave crowd back then. Now it, it went from like new wave to like emo to, you know, whatever this <laughs> incarnation it could be now, I've, I've noticed. I was thinking about that when I was at the airport yesterday. There was a lot of green hair and boots, like, you know, just, but, I mean, it's such a big mixture of different kinds of people going in and out of the airport that I was like, I thought it was really cool that, like, that's just a normal thing now. Because, you know, I saw a really good meme uh, today. It said, it showed a, a, a punk and, a, like, a normal blonde hair white dude. And they go, guess which one's the bully? <laughs> and I thought, like, eh, it's yeah. good, you know, because yeah. you, you would think back in the 80s that was the big, you know, Oh, the punks, the, 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 the mean one, the, you know, the, the rebellious, you know, mean one. And now it's the, you know, the white dude. <laughs> <laughs> but to, to have, you know, that first year be such a big impact in the rest of my life and my music and stuff. There's, there, I mean, you have Nine Inch Nails, who I'm going to see over the summer, which is still together. I'm going to see Jane's Addiction, actually, again. Um, they're doing a, a tour with Smashing Pumpkins. They're coming through. Yeah, Smashing think... Pumpkins played summer camp last weekend down yeah? at Coffee. Wow. It's like the hippie fest that... Yeah, uh, but that's gotten bigger and bigger yeah, every I've, year. I've never been to one. I always end up having to work like Memorial Day weekend. But like, I don't think I could hang down in 
like a field in the middle of nowhere for it's nice, two or three dude. days. Yeah. I, like, saw, I, could, I could probably do like a day, but like I'm at that age now. I was like, I need a, I need a, I need a shower. <laughs> yeah, nice. Like that, yeah. It's like <laughs> nice bed. Yeah, I need I need not to smell funky I, by I the time about, I, I don't care, Yeah, I don't care about sweating, smelling funky during the day. But at the end of the night, you can shower it all off and wake yeah. up next morning ready for more. You know, it's just oh yeah. I saw Chris Tableton there years ago with my brother and brother-in-law. It was it's a nice little venue, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, side note, it was '97, and then they started. Up in 2003. Yeah. I, was yeah. Say, like, yeah. I remember like the last one. Yeah, like the last one had like the Ramones and a whole bunch of other people playing. And it was in Auburn Hills, Michigan. They wow. had one that came through like Rockford. It was, Detroit. it was like the Chicago one they had. Like it was like Winnebago County Fairgrounds up near like Rockford and kind of wow. up near like Beloit. Yeah. Huh. Did a Chicago, did a Cheap Trick do a. Surprise set. They probably should have. I mean, I, I didn't go there, but I remember reading about it, like, because that was kind of a big deal for it to be coming through, so. And uh, I think it was a year, f- was it a year from now we saw, um, ironically enough, Nielsen Project? Yeah, that, that, that popped up in my memories today about yeah. that one, so. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Rick Nielsen and his two sons, they go out and do, mm-hmm. like, the, the Nielsen Brotherhood. That was our first, that was my the family, thing. like the Nielsen Family Trust, I think is what they're called, actually. Yeah. I said brother because I'm thinking like Chris Robinson, who's yeah. ironically back with his brother, but. That show sold out quick. Two shows at Red Rocks. Did you go? They're not yet. Oh, they're no, not until. No. Did you get tickets? Like, I don't know how I feel about not being able to see like Steve Gorman and like Mark you know. Ford. It's kind of like, it's just like the Robinson brothers with the hired. Yeah, hired the, hand. the hired hands. It's kind of like. Which, you know, if you want to get into that, though, it doesn't mean it's always a bad thing. I mean, they're good musicians, you know, mm-hmm. I mean. I know there's a little nostalgia sometimes behind having original members in the band and stuff like that, but like like bringing back to Smashing Pumpkins, like they're they're they don't have Darcy with them anymore, but that's because but she kind of fell off at the end. Yeah. She got hardcore into drugs, mm-hmm. so kind of. So you get, get you sometimes I'm saying sometimes you know like because like on their last like album of like the '90s, like the one with Ava Adora, like they had like Melissa from like Hole. I remember that, that. yeah. yeah. Which they'll probably do be doing a reunion tour soon too. I think that. Oh. Yeah, I'm sure that Courtney would probably want to get that going again. It's got to be like close to like a, at least 25 years or so for the. That celebrity skinny, I can't remember the age. That's been about 25. Yeah, there, there's always the possibility, you know, of um, a reunion tour for anybody at this point. No, no Steve Perry and Journey yet though. So. Next <laughs> and they have a new album coming out. Did you see that? Yeah, I I've seen some. Uh... They had some singles they've been releasing too. They were part of the Stranger Things soundtrack too. Oh really? I haven't watched. It was, their, it was separate ways. It's old song, yeah. but they like. Yeah, I haven't even started it. I haven't even started into the new Stranger Things. I just finished. I'm Ozark. hearing great things about it though. It is just night. Just think Nightmare on Elm Street too. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. And he's wow. in it, Robert England. Oh nice. He's the villain, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So he's got a big part. Of, I mean, it's. It's quite the departure. It's not the little kids running around. Anymore. No, yeah. it becomes a, like a horror film. Yeah, so my you nephew, who, who, you can't who, watch this. who's 11, I guess, was watching it and like, it's a little scary, Mom. Yeah. <laughs> like, not like the other uh, one. Yeah. yeah, I did Ozark. I finished that. That was kind of the way yeah. that ended was... I'm not going to give anything away to people listening, but it's like, it yeah. just disappointed me. But that show also had good music. Like, yeah. yeah. They, they have they feature a lot of like Killer Mike and like Run the Jewels, like yeah. 90s mm-hmm. rap, especially that last half of the... But I gotta give it to, to Bateman though. He he had he had a vision and he wanted to end it. He didn't want to drag it on. But the, way, but the way he ended it too, like very vague, doesn't tie the tie the package off. Yeah, like it, it leaves it open. Yeah, it literally yeah, but it's literally like Sopranos fade to black, and yeah. it just really doesn't let you know if they get in, keep going into the life or getting out of the life. It's just mm-hmm. they could have wrapped up just a little tighter. But I mean, his vision, what he wants to do. But like I said, it yeah. just. It's left a, kind of a bad taste in my mouth. I think it's yeah. one of the top shows I've ever seen. Yeah, like yeah. It, it was up there. I, yeah, if you take away the last episode, like the last episode would be kind of like the, wow, you're really holding up. Yeah. And, yeah, he's really on it. Like how <laughs> yeah, bad it is. Yeah, it's hard. You're like me with Dexter. I think like I'm like I got so mad they even wanted to bring it back. <laughs> it's after. like one of those songs you listen to. All of a sudden, agree. It, like it's kind of like uh, I want you. She's so happy by the Beatles. It's like all this just like going on all of a sudden, phases phase out like, immediately. Yeah. There's not like. Any rhyme or reason at the end of the episode, it's like... Wow, they got rights to Beatles music. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> they, they should, though. <laughs> yeah, I think that's cool, man. It's yeah. like, well, you know, Led Zeppelin popping up in something or something. It's a lot of money to take oh, the Beatles yeah. or Led Zeppelin in any any format. I can't think of those are like the one. I was like, oh my God, they got that song. But I mean, they that was one of those ones that yeah. had a really good... 
Yeah. And I'm doing Shameless right now too. Like they always have kind of cool like indie bands kind of like mm-hmm. popping up into the. Mm-hmm. You know that John and sorry not John Sean and um, what's Paul's son's name? Oh, uh, they've been they've James been hanging Parker. out quite a bit. I'm kind of curious if they've got anything planned. Does he? Is he in music at all? James McCartney. Yeah. I, I think he's done some stuff. I don't know mm-hmm. necessarily like what they've done together, but mm-hmm. yeah, like he's. I think he's one of those ones, kind of like all mm-hmm. of them. Like they just they do their thing, but like they don't get a whole lot of covers. I mean, yeah. They, like really, like who who these who these days is talking about? Uh, Jacob Dylan. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean the Wildfire. Well, they're actually the Wildfire doing their shows though. Yeah. They. They kind of peep, but it's like now if they release something, like, okay, it's like Jacob Dylan or the Wallflowers. It's not mm-hmm. like 96, 97 when you couldn't mm-hmm. get away from that band. Like yeah. It's... But that's the hardest thing, though, too, is to be a child of anybody. It's huge. I mean, we think we brought that up before. It's like, it's yeah. just, you're always going to be in the shadow of a parent unless you, you know, unless you're Miley Cyrus and your dad was <laughs> Billy Ray. But... <laughs> that's, that's kind of yeah. a weird... Yeah. <laughs> The, the, the reason, I mean, but he's, he did he did make himself famous. I mean, he did yeah. do that thing with Lil Nas X a couple years ago. Yeah, so like they, But we were talking about TV shows. Uh, did you guys? You might be aware of this, JT. I'm not sure if you are. That Hulu has now the pistol on there. Have you heard about that? Uh-uh. It's the story of the Sex Pistols. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, yeah, yeah. actually told through the eyes of Steve Jones. You gotta realize today, like the Sex Pistols, Ramones, all those guys would be mm-hmm. considered like pop punk. Like mm-hmm. yeah. they kind of what they begat, like maybe went into that. But like you listen to the Ramones today, it could be like Blink One Eighty Two or Green Day. It's somebody's ears. It's yeah. Like, the fact that he jump started the careers like so many bands, like inside of punk, like outside of punk. Yeah. Give them that. Like Eddie Vedder probably would never have started Pearl Jam without yeah, the Ramones. Sure. Yeah. But that said, like today, the Clash like, for that matter. But say so, yeah. would be like a purist, like oh, Green Day and Blink One Eighty Two. They're not pop. They're not punk. The Ramones are. It's like they're the exact same thing. They took like those Phil Spector, mm-hmm. like sixties, like wall, wall sound songs, and kind of threw like a little distortion behind them. Well, yeah. Green Day is classic rock, according to my yeah. classic rock station right now. Oh yeah, that makes me feel old. <laughs> imagine, imagine buying that. Imagine buying that you, on cassette tape. Like, what? Imagine having that on a cassette tape in 1994, which was like a full like five or ten years where you were born. Yeah, it's, yeah. Like, it's like I didn't yeah. deal with cassette tapes, but I know what they are. Yeah, when Insomnia came out, that was freaking huge. I remember working in the record store. Like Dookie was like 94, and like Insomnia was like 95. Yeah. It was like right after. Well, their follow up. I'm yeah. just saying that that was like their huge freaking like because they were already big, but I'm talking about catapulting them, you know. Oh, into man. like pop status. That it was, was like yeah. Pearl Jam released like verses and like Vitology like within like a year or so. Yeah, it was like it was like yeah, ten was like ninety one I think. Versus was like ninety two or ninety three. Ninety three, ninety three. Yeah, and then Vitology was like ninety five. So mm-hmm. it was like boom, boom, boom. Yeah, yeah, and they both obviously had huge impacts on their career, and it took a while before them to get back to like when Yield came out. It was like like you said, it definitely. Well, they had, but they also had uh, no code in between. Yeah, but I'm so saying that. Like, those albums, though, in between, as much as we love them as fans, they were not, like, you know, as far as, you know, record industry standards, like, no. big albums, you know? I mean, they sold something, yeah. but, but I mean, as a fan, I was I liked them and everything, but I noticed that, you know, there was so much stuff coming out at that time that it kind of was, like, just, you know, through the, you know, it was in the radar, but it wasn't, like, huge, you know? This Pistol Show, if you get a chance, check it out. It, it um... It starts out with Steve Jones breaking into backstage, not during a show, but either it's the night before the show or the day of the show, I'm not sure, of David Bowie, and steals his mic, <laughs> which is pretty cool. What I didn't know until I watched this show, which blew my freaking mind, is that Steve Jones had a thing with Chrissy Hind. Chrissy Hind was going to art school in London at this time before the pistols were made. And she was working at this, like, boutique or whatever. And that's where Steve Jones was trying to rip stuff off at. And that's how they met. And so Chrissy Hine, before she became Chrissy Hine of the Pretenders, was, like, this art student living in London, working at this boutique. And I had, I'm like, I had no idea. And I had, I have a friend that's, like, a huge uh, Pretender. So I'm like, did you know anything about this? I'm like, I had no idea. And then looking back through history, and, like, I was reading notes on it in line, like, Oh, sure enough, you know they had a they had a little fling before he broke big and before she became who she was. So I thought that was really neat. And the funny thing is, is that the girl that's portraying her on this show is um, 
what's his name? His last name's Chandler, the guy from Friday Night Lights. The um, Oh, Kyle Chandler. Kyle Chandler's daughter. So I was like, the connection there blew my mind, too, because I'm like, but the minute I popped in their name, her dad, there was a picture of her and her dad that popped up. I'm like, what the hell? And, and um, if you get a chance, that's another show. Her dad's in his show right now um, called Super Pumped. You haven't heard about this, have you? Mm-hmm. It's on Showtime, and it's got Chandler in it. He's one of the guys, but Joseph Gordlevitz, the main guy, and it's the story of the creation of Uber. And Ooh. the entire soundtrack is Pearl Jam. Oh, what? Yep, like songs just popping up left and right with Pearl Jam. Flew under the radar. Yeah, yep. Showtime, super pumped, and it's it's really it's really good, and it's like wild all the shit they had to go through to create Uber, all the you know because like the a lot of departments and transportation companies were going after them in all these cities, and originally they started out in San Francisco and stuff. But the thing that blew my mind was the Pearl Jam. Like I couldn't believe Pearl Jam was doing all the music and all the shows, all the episodes. Yeah. So. So check it out if you get a chance. Um, That's the thing with like all these streaming platforms. We tried to get away from cable by having like one central one like Netflix. Now it's like, <laughs> I, tell you about, I tell you about a show and all of a sudden it's like, well, I don't have Showtime, but I have like Hulu or Paramount or something. It's yeah. like, it just, like like a good example, like especially because the show has so much music, it touches more like John and I's lives than you. Like yeah, yeah. Cobra Kai with like Karate Kid. Oh, yes. Like that first season was like on YouTube's premium one. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's like, we're not going to renew it. Like Netflix is like, We'll, we'll take, take it. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like it's got three, four, five seasons. Like, mm-hmm. they constantly are bringing out the music. So, it's kind of like, it's so hard, like, with the word of mouth on some streaming platforms. Because, like, yeah. I don't want to have to pay, yeah. like, 10, 15 bucks a month for, like, 10 streaming platforms. You're trying to get away from having a $100 table bill. Well, I find out. Right the, back to where you begin with. I find out the best thing to do is to let the whole show be done. Get the get the get the app or whatever you need to watch the season and then switch it to another one that has the entire season that's done and just rotate them. That's yeah. what I'm learning to do. I was like, okay, I want to watch this show, this show, and this show on here. Okay, I'll watch them when they're done and then move on to the next one. And yeah, so you got to almost prioritize. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. this is what I want to get to first, and then you know, especially if you haven't had it before. You just do the free trials. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. So oh like, hell yeah. It's like, like, Net- like Netflix rolled out. Uh, <laughs> The new Better Call Saul because I don't have like AMC, so it's yeah. like yeah. Oh, I and I've been wanting to watch like, that. Now it's all it's coming to the end, so now I gotta catch up and watch it. It's almost like it's been so long that they got the season. Now it's like, do I have to start like two or three seasons back and do a watch through to kind of like oh jog memory? Like why is that going on? Well, that's what's mm-hmm. one of the smartest things Netflix did was like with Stranger Things was the first one that I had seen where they give you the recap. Yeah. Then Ozark took it. Yeah. And now they just... A lot, a lot of them... Like, start, they give you that recap. Yeah, they have... Oh, yeah, they have, a lot of them have, like, the trailers. I mean, like, Shameless, yeah, yeah. I'm watching, does that for... They would do that even they were airing on, like, Showtime, which they originally aired. Oh, they right. was like, this is what happened yeah. on the last episode. The best recap ever, though, was last week. And I, I, I've never seen a recap get attention until now. Like, a recap yeah. was Obi-Wan Kenobi. So oh, yes. they yeah. took all the movies, and they had... That was the recap before, before Obi started. So they like showed you everything that happened, and then boom, Obi starts. Well, and like they said, and it was like the, the memes I said, like I've never seen an emotional recap before, yeah. you know. And well, well, speaking of that, though, like because I don't have Disney Plus, but like who pops up in that show? Like I heard like a certain basis from a certain band. Yeah, he did. That yeah, certainly he... loves the state they come from. They sing about it every song. So, <laughs> yeah, but I want because I want to spoil it for people who haven't seen it. It's cool. Yeah, like because like... I mean, let's just say it brought back memories of Back to the Future. And I was like, oh, cool, you know. It's, that's, I was going to say, though, that's the only streaming service that has not, I've never had, I've had a break. Like, I haven't stopped Disney Plus, because they are smart with their marketing. They're like, okay, this is done now, here's the next thing, and here's the next thing, and here's the next thing. That's probably the most popular show right now, is Obi-Wan. It is. Stranger Things is very popular, but I I hear so many people, oh, I gotta watch it. It's so good. Gotta watch (laughs) Star Wars just like, is insane. Yeah, I mean it sells. It's not controversy, but it's also not. I, I've only seen like the really the first original three Star Wars and like mm-hmm. the first of the last trilogy. Like so, it's like I'm not, I can probably watch and enjoy, but I don't have to have. Yeah, but the Disney thing I'm, to watch about it though is that the kids, my nieces and nephews, know more about the canon than I do. Like they know how everything's connected and why it all works and everything, yeah. and it is almost a generational thing that doesn't know what's going on. I think I've learned. And like I kind of miss being a kid just for the simple sake that like 
we all worked like forty hour a week, so like I got a little my guitaring and things like that. So yeah. By the time I get home, like there's nights that I, I can't watch like three or four hours of Netflix. I have to be like mm-hmm. one. Night I'm gonna watch one episode of Ozark, one of Shameless, whatever. I'm watching that's an hour, and it's like okay, then I have to go on something else. I'm like even on weekends, like if I weekend off, like I can't. Yeah, I, I, feel, I, yeah. I could. I barely watch I mean, things too. Well, that's it's only back. been this last few days because it's been off. <laughs> yeah, that's why I think the marketing is such a big deal. I see Obi Wan everywhere. Yeah. No, they own everything. Disney does, so it helps. Yeah. But they're gonna, when, when it's constantly hitting you in the face, you're going to be like, okay, I'll check that out and stream I mean, things. They do mm-hmm. own everything except for this show, but hopefully that, that yeah. offer's coming pretty soon. We'll get... Well, but to get, like, the original... <laughs> but to get the original person to play them and, like, the original people, I should say, because Hayden's in it now. Well, I she's going to pay to do that. Anybody oh, I'm sure... He's producer, so... Oh, okay. he's, he's definitely getting... But some in that case, like, they might... Yeah. They may even just take, like, minimum, but also take like points like mm-hmm. on like subscriptions things like that you'd be like well I'll take 50,000 but guess what your, your number's gonna jump up like 5 million subscribers so I'm gonna get Cause a they know I, that. Yeah, oh, yeah cause they know I'm gonna be in it and they know that you know it's tied into the canon and to where the other two other shows were just new shows it's like I, I'd have to look it up there have been instances where like movie movie actors have taken like just pay me like 50,000 but you're gonna give me a percentage of the box office mm-hmm. and it just ends up paying like well, more than it would have been if they had gotten twenty five million to play the picture because they continually get well, residuals. Like a, yeah, Funny you bring up box office because one actor had the biggest box office opening he's had his entire career last weekend, and that blew insane. my mind. Like that—that that was his biggest opening movie ever. And that was Tom Cruise and Top Gun. He like, waited, and he was smart. Yeah, you talk about he—that's a businessman. There, he's like, I'm gonna hold off, hold off, and pissing people off. Why are you holding off? Why are you holding off? He knew, like, because this is one of like only like. Literally a handful of movies that are coming out this summer. To where summer movies were huge. Oh, yeah. It's it was like it was um, Doctor Strange, Top Gun, Thor, and Jurassic Park. Those are like yeah. the the only big big movie. Like there's movies coming out, but like big blockbuster summer movies, the only ones that are coming out. So and he did it perfectly on Memorial Day. Yeah, it was kind of like it just and it's coming just out of COVID mm-hmm. with everything it was like perfect timing for a, a blockbuster in the summer people and are the like, movie, I'm ready to get out let's go do it and yeah, the movie doesn't suck and it doesn't no, disappoint I, I haven't seen I it I loved it every oh, fucking minute of it yeah, I saw it in the IMAX man Oh, that's I had to see it in the IMAX so I was like I made sure I just I'm a kid from the 80s and I love that movie was, I he, mean, was he running on screen What's that? Was he running on screen? Running on screen. Yeah, Tom Cruise. That's his thing. You know, oh. he's always got to show himself running on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Every oh, I look forward to. I saw that meme. Screen. Yeah. No, but he does. Ha- he's in a motorcycle, which is the other thing you always see in movies. Yeah. But he's but he was some awesome action. But he was in a motorcycle in Top Gun. If you remember, it was kind of like a replay on that whole thing again, which was pretty cool. And I've heard that. I haven't seen it, but I heard a lot of people saying that this is going to be kind of the standard going forward for sequels. Mm-hmm. Like in other words, they did the sequel so well, it's kind of the platform people are going to take because these sequels have kind of been Reboots. lackluster. What, what they yeah. do is that they bring in... I like, like some of them. So without giving away anything, it's yeah. they are bringing a new generation in, a new, like a younger generation, Yeah. but it's a continuation of the last one. So like what everything that happens in that first movie is like a takeoff into this movie. So everything that happens in that movie, how his character was, all the things that happened in it, it it's a continuation. So like it's like this is the cause and effect of what happens. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's why there's so much emotion in it. I mean, there there's grown men crying in this movie because there's so much emotion in it. Oh, but then there's a lot of humor and there's and some of the best action sequences you've ever seen, man. I swear to God, like I'm sitting there like like because it's the IMAX and you're seeing them do these plane like maneuvers and stuff. And you're literally like, whoa, just like blown away. I think that's the way to see it, yeah. I will come back to what we were talking about, like Star Wars and the whole actors. Uh, It said here, Alex Guinness took the points, like we were talking about. says says his him and his state made up to $95 million for that role. Wow. And it says here, they offered the same kind of thing to the other actors. Because at that time, I don't think George Lucas knew. Mm -hmm. You want to know how much James Earl Jones made for the voice of Darth Vader? How much? $7,000 because he didn't take the points. Imagine if he had taken, like, I'll take a percentage of the profits and the merchandising because, like, everything. Now, that's for the original, though, right? No, that's to this day because, like, really? Even for the sequels, he didn't do anything. Maybe if he was in the sequels, I don't think he would have been offered that under his contract. I'd have to research more of this, so I'm seeing this here for Star Wars. The original. Yeah, 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 but that alone, like, 
mm-hmm. him not taking like because by the time you come to the second film, of course they're not going to offer you points because they know how well the first film did. Yeah. yeah. So you're right. Yeah. He so he may have gotten a pay bump, but seven thousand dollars, or we're going to give you like half a percent of every dollar made. I mean, well, but now, like you saw, kind of what they did. Speaking like Top Gun, like Val Kilmer, yeah, they, like, they, they, they got his voice, and they, yeah. they could have done that easily. James Earl Jones kind of got like whatever. And, I would I would think they wouldn't do them dirty like that, but you never know. <laughs> well, like, well, that's a big that that has been a big fight in a lot of movies and stuff. Is that if you're going to use it, like the you have to have permission from the estate before you do any of that. Yeah, and if you don't, you get in a world of crap. You know, like there's a rumor that I remember not a rumor. There's an article I read last year where um, they were going to use James Dean in a movie, his his likeness in a movie from like they were filming a movie that was from that era was at, it and they were going to add him in this movie and if the, the estate agreed for them to do it because it's going to be the first time they've taken somebody from the past and put him in a modern day movie oh let me see i, I think and, I, yeah. I know what you're talking about I'm like a tupac stuff. hologram type thing like to where it'll be yeah like they're almost there um, like they put like they, okay. they did like they did with have you watched did you watch uh boba fett no i haven't, I haven't okay that. well there's the younger version of Mark Hamill in it. Like, there's a guy that's... There's a human being, and they superimpose his younger version on this yeah. guy's face. It looks... Yeah, really and, it, and it blows your mind. Cause, and so, somebody was like, it's all CGI. I'm like, no. It's an actual human being, but they superimpose his face. And they're like, really? And I'm like, yeah. And I just show them, you know, like, yeah, see? Wow. So, like, he does the voicing, and, you know, it, it looks like him, but it's an actual human being in the, the TV show. Well, and I think... <clears throat> to back to your point with the taking the points is that these TV shows are movies now. Mm-hmm. They've taken the spotlight. I mean, movies are huge, don't get me wrong, but I think like they're taking them as movies. So mm-hmm. it's like they're gonna last forever. The Mandalorian, mm-hmm. it's gonna be its own thing forever. People yeah. are gonna go back and I'm rewatch it. Mm-hmm. Whereas that was never really the case with the show, like Sopranos. How many people have gone back and rewatched that? I do every so often because it's just like some, it's just a fun show because like you notice like little details every single mm-hmm. time. He's like, oh, this actor dies. Like, oh, I forgot he was like that bit part that I see in like every episode. So, well, like, yeah. Well, like people the do app. It. What's that? The app. Yeah. It helps a ton because now mm-hmm. I, you know you have HBO and everything. Before he had to go get a DVD. Yes. But then most people are like, I knew it. I seen it. I'm done. Yeah. Or and it sat on the rack, and then every once in a while you picked it off and looked at it. If you were that diehard, yeah. It's hitting you in the face every time you're on HBO. Yeah. You know. Because like know. now it's like, are you realize actors like. They they were like one party watch as a kid like you know like Ace Ventura like his landlord was Hector Salamanca and yes. Breaking Bad like so yeah. the guy that's like screaming out about like pets in his apartment it's like the same guy who blows up Gus Fring and uh, <laughs> he was also in Trading Places that like that was his wow. first film like if you Google it you'll see like him standing in the jail cell with Eddie Murphy yeah see like and he, he looks exactly the same like you watch it now it's like like you would. As many times you've seen like trading places over like 30, 40 years. Yeah. I've seen it now. You're like. And speaking of HBO and anniversary and things, uh, I saw today that this is the one show that. Did you know that this that this is the twentieth anniversary of The Wire? I saw somebody yes. post. I never got. Did into you guys that ever show. see that? No, I heard so many good things about it. But <laughs> I there's watched. somebody yelling right now listening to this. Like as oh. this podcast will be distributed, there's a friend of mine. Like I can't believe you even watched it. Well, I've seen the new uh, one with uh, Bernthal. Yeah. That he's in. It's basically a spinoff of The yep. Wire. Mm-hmm. He's one of my favorite actors. He's good. Um, and one of the actors passed away, like, last year of a overdose. Like, he's in yes. this new show. Uh, not new, but it's been on, like, Netflix for, like, six, seven years. But F is for Family. Mm-hmm. He played one of the characters in that cartoon. I never knew that. He was, like, that one, the guy who drives a vending machine, Smokey. Wow. <laughs> like... <laughs> And what was that character actor's name? Oh, I forgot his name. I forgot his name, but like right. he, uh... he, he was Omar, right? Yeah, he was he was in um, Boardwalk Empire. Uh, Michael Kenneth Williams. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, I know. There's some diehard Wire fans. My brother's mm-hmm. one of them. He's like, mm-hmm. I can't believe he has. I watched like the first two episodes. And I just never got back to it. It yeah. wasn't bad or anything. It's just I never got back. To and it. that's why I tried to tell my friend. It was like, it's just there's so many things and like to. <laughs> Is it hard to get my attention and watch something? Like, I watched the first couple of episodes of Pistol. Will I watch all of it now within this month, or will I wait a while? So, there's a lot of things out there, and you just can't have so much time. I got an honorable uh, mention here. Have you yeah. seen King Richard? It's a, it's a must-see. I, I went into it thinking, like, ah, you know, it's, all right. it's a little biopic. You know, yeah. we'll see how it goes. I was blown away. Uh, Bernthal, to me, has one of the best... Jobs really? he's ever done. He plays uh, oh. Rick Macy, the yeah. tennis coach. 
He does a great job. Will Smith does a fantastic yeah. job, as he always Worth does. Worth the slap? I don't know about that. No, I'm just <laughs> but Sorry, I, I, hadn't I had seen, to. I had to. As sad as it is, it was a good uh, marketing ploy because I hadn't watched the film until that happened. Yeah. And then after that happened, I was like, well, he still won after doing all that. Yeah. I was like, it had to have been a good film. So yeah. I checked it out, and it was yeah, it's I need to, very good. I will say to that end, I mean, obviously we talk more about music, but like just the whole fact that with all these... I can stop it. Uh, <laughs> you forgot what you were going to say? I forgot what I was going to say, but jog my mind. And we'll we were talking here. about King, um, Richard. King Richard and... Okay, yeah. Okay, now I remember. Like, I know we talk about mainly music on this podcast, but I mean, just like the whole aside about all these uh, movies, like we're talking about like Best Oscar. I mean, this movie won mm-hmm. like Best Oscar actor for Will Smith, but it's like just getting on the whole thing, like... There's no wide scale like movie everyone has to see that has won like the Oscar since like Forrest Gump or like a mm-hmm. movie like that. Maybe Titanic, but it's just like we we kind of think about that more. It's like we're talking about all these things like you need to see this movie. It's like the best ever, but like well, no that's funny wide. you say that because do you know what what won the most Academy Awards at that Oscars? Which one in ninety? Just the one that we just had. What was the movie that won the most Oscars? Because they kept on coming up. They kept on winning awards, and you probably don't remember now, do you? No. Dune. Dune won like, yeah. like a, something like ridiculous, like 11 awards, oh. and nobody knows about that because of the controversy. I, th- I think it's like, I think it's sad, but I, I think it's, we were kind of in a pandemic here where there was, wasn't a whole lot of like mm-hmm. films, but yeah. movies like Forrest Gump back back in the 90s, that ran like almost an entire year in the theaters. Yeah. It's not like they took it away and like, oh, we're going to put it back out near Oscars time. Like, it yeah. consistently ran. Well, I kind of regret it because. I want to see Dune. I haven't seen it yet, and everybody, everybody that has seen it has says that's one of the best sci-fi movies ever. So I was like, oh. "Wow, that's a pretty bold statement." Yeah. <laughs> so now they're already making a sequel for it. So now I have to, you know, check it out. But and I think it kind of connects with music too. Because I mean, with the exception of like every four or five years when Adele releases an album, there's not like a huge album like everybody yes. now buys. I mean, yeah. now it's kind of like we're all kind of set in our ways. You have like little niches like. Mm-hmm. Well, the, Reese is going to release his album this week. I'm going to release mine in like September. They figured about his. They go on to mine. It's like there's just no like. Yeah. Well, even like, I mean, Chili Peppers had a huge release. And then that was it. Like, it was like, it was huge. It did really well for them. And then like a week or two later, everybody forgot about it. Well, they're going to, they're touring stadiums. It's yeah. so good for their fans, but it's not like summer of 99 when you turn on the radio. Like every five minutes, there's either a Californication or like all around the world. Yeah. Or yeah. scar tissue. Yeah. It's like, because that was when Fushani came back yet again after his mm-hmm. first time away from the band so well, it's kind of like I think it's just the mediums in which you're able to consume it there's yeah like so what, much what, yeah there's just so many things to consume on top of there's not one meeting place to get music anymore nope. no which that creates the buzz the word of mouth of, yeah they, oh, dude I'm telling you this Charlie Peppers album gotta, gotta listen to I it I love it and yeah they're popular but when you have that word of mouth of like you have to cause mm-hmm. I think that's the thing too is it, it can get kind of not stale but Especially a band like Chili Peppers, I've been doing it forever. So yeah. it's kind of like, I'll get to it. But if somebody, you know, back in the day that was out there and I was like, you have to listen to this album. Yeah. It's it's one of the I know. You're like, okay, I'm checking that out. <laughs> when yeah. I was in a record store, I used to do it all the time. It's man. like they give I you just a, think that you have the pros and cons mm-hmm. of being able to have that, you know, you're not on one record label that's going to screw you yeah. over and all that. Well, thing. you're but not in the middle of Times Square seeing an ad from Spotify telling you about yeah. it, you know. And True. It's like now they're giving you 25 hours a day of music you only have 24 to consume it. So it's like yeah. you got to like pick mm-hmm. what you're going to listen to. There's just it, it so just makes much it. shit. It's like there was that day we dreamed like, oh man, I mentioned I had like all these CDs like I could ever listen to. Now it's like you do but it's like you don't know where, yeah. where to start with it. Well, and like today, like there was a couple of big releases that I wanted to check out that came out, and I already checked one of them out when I went to go see my mom today. Was um, the the Estate of Prince released um, an album, a live album from 1985 from Syracuse, and it is an amazing live album of uh, that that it's like a it's like a photograph or whatever you want to call it, that moment in time when he was huge, like it was oh, you know like I mean seriously, and it's like. If you want to know how good of a live act Prince was, check it out. 1985 Syracuse uh, Prince Live. And he his playing, the band's playing like with the revolution, like they're at their peak right then. And it's it's an amazing live album. And then uh, Post Mullen came out with an album today, too, that I wanted to check out. Cause it's like a new album or like a remix? Brand new album, because yeah. him and The Weeknd have a song that I really like right now. Because usually it's like they usually make a big deal about releasing, and now it's like they just kind of drop. It's like, oh, I, I know. It's like they... 
It's just, it's crazy. I mean, like I'm saying, there's just so much, like you said, you, you can't keep up. And it's like you want to, but it's like you, I mean, everyone kind of gets stuck with like their past, especially people of our generation, where it's like today, it's like kids are like ready to move on. They don't get too stuck on a song, but like mm-hmm. we have those songs we listen to in high school, college, or youth. Like yep. we want to listen to that. We want to listen to the new stuff. It's like trying to strike the balance. And yeah. don't even, and here we are doing one, but don't like throw even podcasts in the mix. Like I listen to so many podcasts now. Yeah. It's like it's hard. What are you to, listening to now? Uh, there's one called The Good Old Grateful Dead. So they talk about like mm-hmm. history of the Grateful Dead. So like this one, they've been talking about their 50 year anniversary of them going to Europe and doing their Europe 72 tour. Yeah. So now they're doing like an episode somewhere like every country they went to. So like when they were in like France, Germany. Yeah. Their like biggest, England. the the remaining members, the Dead and Company, are having their biggest show. It's two nights in Boulder this summer. Like I have friends that are going to that. And it's like, it's going to be huge. Yeah, like yeah. I know people that are flying from out of state to come see the show. Yeah, they'll be in Chicago like three weeks from today. Because like, I'm going on vacation two weeks after we record this. This is uh, June the 3rd. I was going to release till later. Man. But uh, like June the 24th, I get back from vacation. or playing that night in Chicago. I got to turn around and drive right back to the... Might be worth it, man. Yeah. No, I'm getting back like at 9 or 10 at night. <laughs> so it'd be kind of hard to make that show. Yeah, uh, yeah a friend of mine has tickets, but like... 200 bucks I mean it's kind of like yeah. see them would be amazing but yeah it's kind of like it's I'm really I'm probably going to go to that one too I'm like there's just so much going on but I thought of you when I saw the, the yeah. ticket you would love to see them in I, I would like even just to see John Mayer play and yeah. like the fact that like he's just mm-hmm. reinvigorated guys that are yeah. 30 years older than he is kind of mm-hmm. little side note it's called 12 Carat Toothache that it's name is Al- yeah there's no album yeah. I like him a lot dude he He's one of those guys that I started listening to his music. And I was like, man, this guy's really good, you know. And oh, yeah. and and really the song with him, I like the weekend also. So the two of them doing a song together, it's like really cool. Their vocal styles, the two of them together. I haven't really dabbled yeah. much in his music, but like, like he does like co- like off wall covers. Like he'll do like mm-hmm. a Hootie and the Blowfish covers. I mean, he kind of has fun mm-hmm. doing it, but it's like I just haven't explored him, but. He seems like a cool guy. Like you could sit and have a beer with him, yeah. just kind of hang out. He's like, like this nice. Seems like this nice, sweet guy. Because every time that he's acting now, he's like he plays like because of his face, he'll play like the villain in the movie. Yeah. You know, like I saw a movie with him and Mark Wahlberg. I think it was last year that they released on Netflix, and he was the villain, and he just played a villain in something else. I'm like, God, I guess being stereotyped just because the way you look, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take that off. You would think in post. Yeah. Anymore. The well, they could do anything. Yeah. Well, they can put it on your face with the freaking app on your phone. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why I'm can't you? Know. I was listening to uh, the other day with Scarecrow, John Mellencamp. Yes. I just went back through that. That album is just. It's got too many. Actually, you were the first person to tell me about it because I knew John Mellencamp like major hits and stuff, but that. After we went and seen him, mm-hmm. I went and went through this album front to back. I didn't realize how many like hits were on this album, you know. Yeah, but, it's one of his best. And like, not my. F- you, you told me the history of like what it meant. Yeah, the farmers. Know? Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. it had to do like Farming. his grandfather too, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, so it it's definitely got more of a emotional. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Not just kind of simple yeah. copy, but that's kind of what I've been. Yeah, I listen to that a lot. Have you listened to Lonesome Jubilee through and through? That's my favorite uh, by him. I don't know if I have. That one I recommend very highly by him. It's My dad had it on CD growing up, and it's one of those I still go back to. It's just got so much great music on it. Because that's the Cherry Bomb, right? Yeah. That one. But it's, there's, there's, so there's a... Fire. Yeah, that's that's one, and then what's the Check other one? Check It Out. Check It Out yes. is the one that is emotional. Every time I hear that song, it reminds me of when I was a kid and my dad. I mean, just that song's about how time goes by, man. Oh, yeah. So, they also had uh, Paper and Fire was on that one. That's a good one. Yeah. But he's one of those guys that's getting up there and his voice is going too, you know. So. He's yeah. seven, I think he just turned like 71. Yeah. He'll be 71 in the fall, so he's 70. But he'll be wow. doing this in, like Willie until, like Willie just came out with a new album like a month or so ago. The guy also smokes one. like seven packs a day. Too, yeah. So yeah. Like, yeah. It can't only do so much on your voice after all those years. You know? True. Yeah. I mean, it's good when you're in your, your like 20s and 30s. Like you've been doing that. It kind of, yeah. you just eventually can't hit like a lot of those notes, you know. No. You're gonna be sounding a lot like Dylan. <laughs> yeah, Dylan's hard to even keep his voice, and he's torn still too. He's one of those ones I could be good without seeing. I mean, it's just because yeah. I think you love it or hate it, but he'll play different set lists. Like you might not get the Bob Dylan you're wanting to hear that night. Yeah. Neil Young's the same way. I've heard it's like it's good, but like you have to be a super fan. Cause like I'm expecting like 
oh, I want to hear I want to hear him play like Ohio. It's like, no, he's not going to play that. He's just going to do like yeah. stuff he only wrote like the past ten years. Yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah. and it's really hard for me to deal with. I love him so much, and then him like pulling that whole. I'm pulling my music off of Spotify because he didn't believe in. It's great you don't have an opinion like somebody else, but it it's not like um, Rogan was like a. Basically. He was biased. He he was talking to both sides. He was being, you know, and you know, you may not have your same views as somebody else, but to pull your music off a site to be like a bartering tool to be like, well, fine, I'm, you know, if you don't take him off, I'm taking off. Like, dude, you got to be able to like. This is, comes down to like stuff I talked about when I was with you guys before. Talk about it. Like, go on his show and talk to him about what you, maybe you disagree with. And I guarantee you, know, you they probably come to some terms like, oh, okay, I, I see mm-hmm. where you, you're coming from, the side you come from. Yeah. It wouldn't be like, oh, I'm taking my music away from like, oh, dude. Well, and I mean, even <laughs> Rogan was upset, you know, like he was a fan of his music and for him to like, just because he had somebody on there that he didn't agree with views, which he's saying, I'm just trying to be biased. You know, I'm, a, I'm trying to get both sides of the view. Like this person on this other side might be a complete freaking nut job, but if we don't listen to them talk about what they need to say, how are you, you know, it's like you're going to do it somewhere else yeah. and you may not agree with them and you may, you know, not have, at what point does freedom of the speech end because you don't agree with somebody on the other side? Like I, there's a lot of people I don't agree with politics and I'm friends with for that matter, just because I want to hear their view. I want to hear what they have to say. We all like, it's funny, like, I have a, I have two friends that I um I, I hang out with back in Denver now, and one is very strong liberal and one's very strong conservative, and they're best friends. Weird. And I'm like, wow. and that's what I'm saying. I love yeah, that's what I love about Denver and its melting pot is that. But I think yeah. too, like knowing like you two guys kind of know where I stand politically, but like I also yeah. don't bash people over the head. Like yeah. if I know like if I know like we have a gun nut. And once everyone, like, somebody wants all guns taken away, like, I know not talk about guns. Just talk yes. about music. Just talk mm-hmm. about this or that. Common where, ground. Where it's kind of hard, yeah. It's like, we, yeah. I can find a whole lot of common ground, but it's like, I just try not to overpost stuff on Facebook mm-hmm. about politics. I see yeah. people posting it every day. I just, like, scroll past it. Like Yeah, and it's hard, man. Like, it, for me, sometimes, yeah. I mean, it really is because I want people to be able to talk. Yeah, I can, and I can divorce my thoughts. Like, people have to get away from social media because they just can't deal with it. Yeah, it's past. hard. It's hard. Like, For me, to it's even like, jump on there and to even deal with shit. I'm going, you, you took yourself away from it, which was smart. Yes. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. But you know me, like, on, on, like, Instagram, stuff like that, like, Facebook, like, I'm either posting about music or I'm posting about food. And you know I do the same <laughs> like, exact thing. It's like, if you look through my Instagram, you're a food, you're a food yeah, guy. Yeah, if you look yeah. on Instagram, like, you'll see all the food, all the food, right? Or, like, or baseball or things like that. You know, it's just what it started out as. Yeah, you know what I mean. None of that was to go and debate yes. and serious topics in 140 characters. Yeah, and my, but my thing too is like people can just spread like roast information. Like you can be a conservative or like a libertarian, but like you, you even say like really people shouldn't be posting this. And like now you have people like taking that as yeah. the gospel. Like yeah, like bring up like a recent tragedy which happened recently in mm-hmm. Texas, like 10 years before with Sandy Hook. Like that I'm gonna say here's that asshat Alex Jones saying like these kids were paid actors. Do something yeah. like that. Well, yeah, I mean, when you get a nut job it. like that, yeah. Who has that, wi- who has that wide of a reach? Like, yeah. we could say that jokingly here, and like people are like, okay, these guys are crap. And I like that 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 he, we can use him as an example because that should be the example. Is like, okay, if you start spreading like the wrong shit and you're you're, all, yeah. you're crazy and you're lying, there's going to be a consequence to your actions. Mm-hmm. Like, so make sure when you use your words, use them right. You know, yeah. make sure you're doing what's yeah. right. There's some things you know people come around to, but like other times I know I can't change them. So like we're just going to continue to talk about pop culture or whatever we want yeah. to. And like, well, the reason that also I I don't know where we got down this rabbit hole, <laughs> but I'm glad we did because we, that's it was because of Neil Young and oh yeah yeah, yeah. Like, and because I thought here's a guy that you know at one point was fighting for his voice to be spoken, mm-hmm. and now he's pulling this, and that's why I created this other podcast that's going to be coming out called Narrative Perspective. And I don't know if you guys had a chance to check it out. I did a snippet of like first 15 minutes of what my first episode is going to be a couple weeks ago with um, a, a friend of mine that has his own podcast, um, Jeff, Jeffrey Wilson. So, and that's what I want. I want a format to where there's different perspectives and people be able to talk about things and be able to come to like a common like, yeah, I, I can see your point here and I can see your point here. Because right now we are going to have to have an important conversation about gun laws. 
And I got to say that um, I, I get it, you know, like people are like, why is there a need for an assault rifle out there for everybody to have the right? I just don't want, and I can see where it comes to people that own guns, it to be other things and other things and other things and other things. There's got to be a fine line between when they're making these laws and they're like, we can't trust our, I'm sorry, a government 100% because look what happened when 9-11 happened, you know, and now, you know, there's a lot of things going on with that whole, you know. Yeah, but the fact that like, Months after nine eleven, all of a sudden, like I have to take my shoes off. I have to pretty much yeah. strip down to my underwear to get on the yeah. plane. I, I had to do it when I went to. I, just, I mean, I'm, yesterday when I was at the airport. Yeah, is that saving anybody? Two weeks from today, I'll be in our 49th state. So for yeah. me to go there and get there, like I'm gonna have to go off all the and nobody batted an eye. Yeah, you know, it's like we all felt safer, but like, have they since then? Except for like the uh, been underwear bomber, have they really found? Well, that's just the anything problem. Like that. When do they ever repeal laws? Yes, never. Mm-hmm. Eh, prohibition. Well, and that's the thing. That's the funny thing, though, too, is that as much as things are changing on one spectrum, look at how we're legalizing things, like like Illinois legalizing (laughs) shit, you know, because it's money, you know. That's when it comes down, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I see it out there, like all the money that they make doing. Well, and we're eventually gonna get there, but like here, they just allowed like seven or eight corporations own like all of our dispensaries here in Illinois. So Mm -hmm. it's like, but look at how it got them out of the black or out of the red. The state of Illinois, how, how the it, state it, of... It, we're, we're still in the red on, like, pensions. We're like, they're... they're, they're good yeah, actually. but it yeah. helped clear it up pretty quick within a, a short amount of time, didn't yeah, it? Like, we're, we're, like, for those of us listening outside of <laughs> Illinois, we're going into, like, an election year for our governor. Yeah. yeah. It's getting pretty contentious. Like, yeah, of course. But isn't it important, though, to have these conversations? Yes. Is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Like, we should be able to talk about things that maybe we don't agree on and then we do agree on. And be able just to say that, yes, we are all humans still. We all have families. We have children. And, you know, and in my, in my family's case, we have great-grandchildren and, you know, and nieces and nephews yeah, and things. Yeah, it's like, I mean... We all are thinking things, and sometimes we want it, like you said, to shut it off because we, we're afraid to talk about and it. I, because, and I think, too, like... Because of the mental health. Yeah, maybe for your mental health, but at the same time, it's like, if you get off of Facebook, like, you're not maybe confronting the problem. Learn to be like, hey, I can... Yeah. I can learn to scroll past it. I don't have to, like, what Johnny likes, what... I, John, mm-hmm. like, or what Reese likes. I can just scroll past. Yeah. If I, hey, maybe Reese posted something about the new Pearl Jam album. Like, I can yeah. script past your post about something I don't agree with. Just find what you yeah. want, focus on that, and just. I read an article um, last weekend on the um, NRA convention that happened, and it was a biased article, and I loved it. It had both views on both sides. And I was like, this is the best article because it's showing that. They have valid points, and it's showing that they have valid points. And that's what I was like, this is the kind of stuff I want to be able yeah, to you read. Have, you have to kind of meet in the middle, but like, whether they're having like these artists like back out of playing, was like, yeah, but they were booked to play before. You can't commend them for yeah. being respectful for walking away because they were going to yes. take that paycheck. Yes. You can yeah. be your Ted Nugent, or you can be your Eddie Vedder. You can be wherever you want to fall in the middle of the spectrum, but it's mm-hmm. kind of like. But I, th- I think the majority of people are all in the middle. Yeah, I think majority of people are. But that's we're, the thing that we need to be, be full blown. Give me a nuclear weapon. Mm-hmm. No one's asking for that. And also, on the other side, I, I, I don't think most yeah. people are like get rid of all guns. Yeah. They, they know there's a reason I, to having them. I don't. Yeah. Think, it's like let's be honest, we're all right here. Like yeah. we're all of the issue. Like we used to think a school is a prison, but they literally want to turn these schools into prisons now. Like one locked door, like no exits, no entrances aside from that. Like yeah. teachers, how te- crazy is that? When the fire happens, te- yeah. Teachers, <laughs> teachers wagging guns, like yeah. You and like I've seen that. Meme no, like, but there's compromise there. What I'm getting, what I'm getting at mental. is mental yeah. health. Yes. Yeah. In the last, that's the big focus. Last couple of days, I've talking to people about shit that's been going on in COVID. You know, like how their kids are dealing with things and how they have to be on either medication or see a therapist or you know, we have a whole we generation have, of people that are going to be dealing with shit have, years yeah, have, from we now. We have to normalize like it's okay mm-hmm. to not be okay. That yes, whole exactly. Like yeah. speaking of which, like. President of Johnny and I's childhood pretty much slashed mental funding into the ground. Like, they never wanted to build it up again. Yeah. Like, they let all these people out on the streets, had the crack epidemics of, like, the 80s and all that, the big cities. I yeah. mean, mm-hmm. we're getting better, but now it's not normalized. I mean, it's like, you can have somebody living in, like, far west San Davenport mental health. Mm-hmm. You can have somebody live up the street from you here in this nice neighborhood where we are, like, suburbia. Like, yeah. there's no picture anymore of, like, what mentally no. disturbed is. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think, too, it's like the quick, let's get this 
one antidote and that's it. That's going to yeah. fix it. That attitude has got to go away. Yeah. Like you said, the, the dialogue, got to talk, let's find yes. it. Because you're seeing the, you made a quick decision. You didn't think about the long-term ramifications. And yeah. now you're going to have a long-term ramification for a whole generation. But it's so hard for that message to get out there because both sides have so much to lose and so much to gain. So that's why it is being played with each other is because... They don't want to lose what they have, and they don't want to lose what they have. And so let's keep everybody chaotic, and let's keep everything yeah, going. Awesome. Because our money's never going to go away, mm-hmm. and our you know, and our um, lobbyists and our special standards and everything. Because yeah, like they could give like even like a half a percent of like yeah. what we fund our military mm-hmm. on to like mental health. So uh, they're trying to keep yeah. us out. They're trying to keep us out of war. But like I'm mm-hmm. just, gonna, I don't know how well that's going to work. Exactly they're, they're, because there's a lot of things involved with that we don't know about, and we can but, we're, we're. But then again, we hear a little bit here, hear a little bit here on both sides. It's their fault. It's their fault, and it's like. But then we can look back to so 9/11, like 20 years being in Afghanistan, not a thing solved. Like they could send us to Russia, and that would be the same yeah. thing. So they're hoping just like a little bit of money here, a little bit of money there in the long because mm-hmm. we spent like trillions in. Afghanistan, nothing changed. There you go, folks. That's the first part of the conversation with Mr. Reese Argo and JT Money. I hope you enjoyed it. We kind of dived down a rabbit hole of interesting conversation there towards the later half. That is pretty much what my Narrative Perspective podcast, which is now available wherever you get podcasts, deals with. It's a long-form conversation on topics that are going around. But if you prefer just great conversation about music, then you can stick here with the music seeds, the music that made us. And if you feel like you want to have a conversation with me about music, please feel to get a hold of me. My email is ozomotfan87 at gmail.com. That's O-Z-O-M-A-T-F-A-N 87 at gmail.com you can also get a hold of me through facebook music made seeds at facebook.com my tiktok handle is johnny come lately and i also have snapchat and instagram where you can get a hold of me through the links below on this podcast or just look for johnny evans john evans with music seeds the music that made us i appreciate all the feedback i've been getting I'm looking forward to the future conversations we have set up. And if I could ask anything of you folks out there, please take care of each other out there. And until next time, enjoy some music. And thank you for listening. Hi, this is Johnny. I'm your host. And you are listening to Music Seeds. The music that made us.